0: Coming up on today's Locked On Big Ten, recapping another crazy weekend of Big Ten basketball. And also, could Michigan basketball squeeze its way into the field of 68? Why I think it's going to happen. You're listening in to Locked On Big Ten. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every weekday, Monday through Friday. Stay up to date on everything that you may have missed since, well, the day before. Again, it's every weekday here on the show Coming up on today's show, as we mentioned, a big weekend of basketball to go over one game in particular I wanted to get into more than any of the others. And also, is it possible for Michigan basketball, after a really, really rough start, to work its way back into this field of 68? I believe it is, and I'll explain a little bit more why right now as the Wolverines start to make their name Appear on the bubble here, at least for Joe Linardi. We'll get to Linardi in a second as well. Our show today is brought to you by Bet Online. They've got more props, lines, and odds than ever before this season, so head on over to BetOnline.net where the game starts. We'll have more with Bet Online in just a second, but first, of course, everything that you may have missed over the weekend in Big Ten sports. Let's start with the scores starting on Saturday and then going through the weekend, number 18 Illinois faced off against Indiana and beat up on the Hoosiers in Bloomington. Final score 74 to 58. Northwestern defeated Nebraska handily 87 to 63. Purdue beat Michigan in a narrow one. It was an entertaining game to watch. 7 or 82 to 76 the final score there. Rutgers beat Michigan State just barely 51 to 49. Wisconsin beat Penn State 60 84 to 63. then Maryland lost to Ohio State 82 to 67. Iowa defeated Minnesota 71 to 59. And we do have one game on the schedule on the women's side today. No men's games on the schedule today. Number 23 Ohio State on the women's side hosting Rutgers later on today. That's to look at the schedule from over the weekend and tonight in Big Ten basketball. In other news that you may have missed over the weekend, Michigan football. We'll talk about Michigan basketball later. Michigan football, while they got Jim Harbaugh back, they're now going to be working, Jim Harbaugh, without his two coordinators next season. Going to have to find new ones. Defensive coordinator already gone, and then over the weekend, Michigan lost its offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis, to Mario Cristobal and the Miami Hurricanes. Cristobal had recently been hired as the new head coach at Miami. And Gaddis apparently opting for the sunny weather and heading out of Ann Arbor to go down and join that staff in what they're hoping is going to bring the U back again. We'll see if it ends up happening. They're definitely into spending the money in a way that they haven't been in previous years to get those big coaching hires. Again, it will be Harbaugh back at Michigan, at least for now, he says for good. And he'll be working with Two new coordinators will, of course, find out who they are at some point later. We'll have to ask Isaiah Hull about it later in the week, who he thinks the, the Wolverines are going to end up putting in those spots. Uh, I mentioned Joe Lenardi earlier. We do have to continue to update you on everything that he's doing Is he's sending out daily updates on his Bracketology. 68 teams make the field and we have right now out of the Big Ten still seven very safe teams in the field of 68. Uh, latest uh, releases from Joe's have Purdue at as a one seed, Illinois at three, Michigan State and Wisconsin at the four line, and then Ohio State's in the five seed line, and those next couple of teams just outside of the top four seeds. Uh, Michigan moving closer and closer to the bubble. They had just Made it onto those things, those graphics that Lenardi tweets out last week. And now there, I believe it was uh, in the group of teams right after the next four out that he has. So it's still a long shot for Michigan, but we're going to talk about that later. I think the Wolverines have a really good shot at being able to make that field of 68. But again, more coming there. It's seven really, really safe Big Ten teams right now. Nobody really even close to the bubble on that side. It's still tied for the most of any conference out there at the moment as well, but no conference has seven teams as safe as the Big Ten does, at least at the moment. An eighth one possibly coming up, and we'll talk about it soon. Uh, That's a look at what you may have missed over the weekend, and again, some of the news and just updates on things that we do here on the show when we come back. Illinois defeated Indiana in a convincing fashion over the weekend, and Michigan and Purdue played a great one out there in West Lafayette. We have to talk about both of those biggest games from Saturday as we continue along here on Locked On Big Ten. BetOnline is the place to go for all of your online sports betting needs this year. It's BetOnline.net with a new website that the people love and all sorts of new news, podcasts, of course, ways for you to bet out there on the site too. Of course, the big game's coming up in a couple of weeks. You're going to have to get your money in on that, but baseball season's right around the corner. Basketball and hockey are still in full swing, so if you need to make sure that you're at the best place to make sure you're taking full advantage of all your smart picks, head on over to betonline.net. It's betonline.net, your place to go for all of your online sportsbook needs. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. Now, it's a Monday, so I want to, as we do often on Mondays, go over the biggest of the best of the games that we saw over the weekend in Big Ten basketball. I want to talk a little bit about, of course, Michigan-Purdue that happened later in the day. But first, I wanted to start off with Indiana-Illinois. The Fighting Illini go into Indiana to face off against a Hoosier team. That in Bloomington is not only doing well under Mike Woodson, but this new coaching staff has Hoosier fans and that arena bumping in a way that it really has never before. And if you were watching the game over the weekend, you saw that easily early because Indiana fans were in it. The Hoosiers were keeping things close, doing Indiana Big Ten basketball kind of things, diving on the floor for balls, showing that max kind of effort, the things that people in Indiana watching basketball go wild for. So when you were playing in that game early and you saw Illinois get tested, I was very interested to see, all right, how is the Illini going to respond to this hostile environment? Because we've seen Big Ten team time and time again this season already go into a hostile road environment and no matter how much better you are, end up losing that game. And Illinois, while being a really good basketball team and much better than Indiana, is facing off against an Indiana team that's much better than some of the other teams that have pulled off big upsets this season in Big Ten basketball. And again, playing in Indiana in a game that Hoosier fans know good and well is huge, huge for their standing in the NCAA tournament. Again, we mentioned already, all the Big Ten teams in right now are pretty safe, and I don't expect Indiana to have any trouble at the end of the season on Selection Sunday. But getting this big over Illinois, big win over Illinois obviously would have been huge. Instead, the Illini come out, dominate things in that late part of the game, really take the energy out of that arena slowly but surely. And again, nobody on the Hoosiers had an answer for Kofi Coburn on that team. Illinois is a team that obviously plays just as well as anybody else when it's playing well. And it has a guy in Coburn that, uh, honestly, I'll give some credit to here. I have not been great about just giving him his credit where it's due. I've labeled him as a guy that is going to be the consistency for you, is going to be that big guy in the Big Ten that can help you out every game, but not be the one that can make his own shot. Not anything to his fault, just the fact that it's where he plays on the floor. But when you see him playing in that game against Indiana, and quite honestly, in just the last few games that he's had... You understand just the value that he brings there day in and day out because it's easy to kind of lose track when he's going through the course of a season just how valuable Coburn is every single time. But while he may not be the guy at the close game at the end who's going to win you that game with the big shot, he is the guy where if you're not thinking about him and accounting for him all the time, He can make it a not-close game at any point because he can go on a 10-point run. He can go on a run where he'll grab three rebounds off your missed shots and create points for his team, even if it's not him, the the one getting all the points. And he gets plenty of points on his own. So I just wanted to give the credit where it was due there to Mr. Coburn because, again, he had a huge game, and it, it was just something where you kind of realized just how valuable he was as an individual in how he dominated consistently against that Indiana team with everybody else on Illinois, too. The game I I didn't get to watch really much of, but watched the highlights of and and did catch the back end of Michigan-Purdue was the biggest game of the weekend, probably. Purdue pulls off the win, but it's a close one. And Michigan, to its credit, and I'll go back and give Indiana its credit, too, on either of these games, I don't really knock either of them for the loss here. Again, there's things that both could have done better. Indiana's obviously thinking that, losing by as much as it did. But Indiana, or Illinois just played a really good game. I don't think you take much away from that, at least looking at the Hoosiers. And I don't think you can really take anything negative away from the Wolverines here. If anything, I'm thinking of them as a little bit better than I did before, just because of the fight that they showed against this Purdue team. Hunter Dickinson was great in trying his best to slow down Zach Eady and that Purdue offense when it gets inside. Uh, Just notes on Purdue, Jaden Ivey's the guy, man. I I had talked about, at some point, I forget even who it was, about how every team needs to have kind of that guy on the team. Plenty of teams can have the kind of talent that a Purdue does, the amount of talent that a Purdue does. But you can be looking the entire season for that guy who's going to take over. The guy who at the end of the game is going to be able to find that shot no matter what. And is just special. In the way that, quite honestly, you can't really describe unless you watch him out there. And for big stretches and big plays in that game against Michigan. You saw just how much Jaden Ivey was that guy for Purdue. And is going forward, honestly. He, I mean, he always has been, but it's just been on such obvious display over the weekend. I really like this Purdue team in a way that I don't think anyone could have up until this point in the season, just because of what it's done recently, what Jaden Ivey has done in particular, and just the way that these pieces are starting to mesh together. Purdue is coming together as, again, a team that has everything. It has the go-to guy in Jaden Ivey. It has, obviously, the size in Zach Eady. I mean, we need to talk about Trevion Williams, too. He, he's going to be... A big three that can't be stopped at least entirely every time out. Teams are going to have to have answers on both sides of the ball. We haven't even talked about Sasha Stefanovic or any of the other big players. So when I'm watching Purdue, I, I'm just looking at this team as one that I'm liking more and more every single time I see it come out and play. Because it feels like every time I watch this team, it's gotten better. It's figured something out. It's starting to click more because it wasn't that long ago that we were wondering, okay, we know Purdue has the talent, but is it going to be able to put it together by the time the tournament comes around? We're in a week into February now. It's looking like Purdue might be starting to figure it out. Uh, Just my takeaways from the biggest games over the weekend. I do want to talk about one more thing. Michigan, we mentioned, lost this game to Purdue, but can the Wolverines become that eighth Big Ten team that would make the field of 68? It's looking slim right now, but uh, I think it's possible. We'll talk more about it right here on Locked On Big Ten. It's the new year, which means it's time to start up on those New Year's resolutions. And if yours involves getting healthy in 2022, I urge you to head on over to Built.com and check out Built Bar. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It looks like a candy bar. And honestly, when you take a look at the nutrition facts on the back, you're going to be shocked that it isn't a candy bar. This thing has everything that you're going to need out of your protein bars all smashed into one. We're talking about at least 15 grams of proteins with no carbs or sugars in there to worry about, while also dealing with less than 200 calories per bar, but getting 100% dark chocolate in every bar, too. When I got Built Bars first, I opened it up and thought I was gonna be looking at just a granola bar with a little bit of chocolate on it. This stuff is a candy bar. I don't know how it isn't a candy bar, but it is everything that you want with the taste that you crave, too. So head on over to Built.com to find that flavor that's gonna get you hooked and get on the road to not only finding an outstanding tasting snack, but also one that's going to keep you healthy too. So if you want to make sure that New Year's resolution gets hit this time around, head on over to built.com. use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off and start up with Built Bar today welcome back into locked on big 10 nate dickinson with you here as we wrap up the show i I wanted to talk just a minute about michigan because the wolverines have made an appearance on joe linardi's bracketology graphics again and i kind of wanted to just go over their case and why i think it's gonna be pretty easy I i shouldn't say easy but maybe easier than some other schools for michigan to get in now Right now, Michigan stands as, if you know how Joe Lenardi does this, he has, for the field of 68, his, like, last four in, first four out, but then people want to know more than that, of course, so uh, he goes first four in, first four out, next four out, and then he's even started to list a couple of teams after the next four out, like, who would be the next out, what whatever you want to call it. Michigan's been in that little, like, side graphic as of late, a team that is starting to at least play well enough to maybe get some recognition in, again, the field of 68 conversation. But Michigan's not there yet. But I think it's going to be pretty easy for them to get there. One, because, of course, the schedule is there. This is the Big Ten. You're always going to be playing good teams. Michigan still has to play Purdue again, Ohio State Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State a second time, and games against Purdue, Ohio State, Illinois, and Michigan State all at home as well in that schedule too. So there's plenty of opportunities for Michigan to get the wins, and given that a lot of their good games left are at home, you have to think that as long as Michigan is as good, at least as they've started to play like, that this Wolverine team's going to be able to get enough wins to get into this tournament. Even if it's close, though, I feel like you have to understand, and Big Ten fans will certainly understand, it is Michigan, that this is a Michigan team that was supposed to be a whole lot better. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the season, what was it? This Michigan team was ranked at the start of the season, number six preseason. Right now, unranked and on the outside of the tournament looking in. But when it comes to Selection Sunday, and when it comes to a committee of people who are going to have to decide who's in and who's not... I believe Michigan has the merits and the ability to get it on its own. But even if it's close, because we're running out of time here, and it's looking like it could be close if Michigan even does step it up a little bit here. That field, or that committee, is going to want Michigan in the field, I feel like, over another team, over a mid-major that's close on the bubble, or over another team that has a similar resume, even if it's in another Power 5 conference. I'm just saying that... This team in Michigan, not because it's Michigan, not just because it's a Big Ten team, but because it was supposed to be so good. I feel like it will have that advantage over the other teams on that fringe if Michigan's right there. Again, I think the games are there for Michigan to just get in without it really being a question by the end of the season, especially if they're already kind of in the conversation according to Lenardi right now, or at least getting back into the conversation. This team just lost at Purdue by six. If it can play that well against everybody else the rest of the season. I don't know how anyone who's watching them consistently can say that's not one of the top teams in the country, or at least a a tournament-worthy team, I should say. Again, games against Purdue, Ohio State, Illinois, and Michigan State all at home left still to be played, and other big games on the road too. Wisconsin and Ohio State again, like I mentioned. It's too much of an opportunity for Michigan here. They've got plenty of games to get back into this The question just becomes, of course, can Michigan take care of business? Because I think there's enough there for them to be able to get in safely. I think there's enough there with the momentum behind them that if it got close, they would get in over somebody else. But it's up to Michigan to at least make it close. And the Wolverines have not done that, again, for the bigger part of the season that got us to this point where we're saying Michigan's not a tournament team right now. This is, I think, tournament talent, obviously. It has not performed to it, but I think that one, it has an opportunity to be able to perform to it easily, and two, it may not really need to perform to the standard as much as other teams, given how much people are going to want to see this Michigan team playing in March. It's just my thoughts on the whole thing. Uh, Of course, we'll talk more about it with Isaiah Hole at some point later in next week. Not this week. Again, I think I even mentioned he'd be on earlier in the show today. He's off this week. So we'll have somebody else in here soon to talk Michigan or Isaiah when he gets back in next week too. But again, until then, Nate Dickinson here on Locked On Big Ten. We'll be back tomorrow with everything that you may have missed from the night Today, again, no Big Ten games over on the men's side to do that one women's matchup, Rutgers and Ohio State. So we'll, of course, keep you updated there on, on anything else that happens in the Big Ten. Until then, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten.